Salam, and, and you're, you're listening, listening to Topa, Topa Talk. Talk. Hello, listeners. Welcome. Today we have the spectacular Charlotte Stone and Steve Nasker. Uh, today, uh, Charlotte Stone has been designing shoes for 18 plus years, and probably in another life at some point because she's so talented. <laughs> uh, she's originally from Canada. How she ended up in America, we'll we'll, we'll ha- find out. We'll find out. Um, <laughs> She is joined by her uh, partner, uh, Steve Nasker, who is an artist uh, here in Ventura. Uh, He's currently been designing some furniture for about seven years, um, but super talented artist. Um, They have a joint studio um, in Ventura. Charlotte has a gorgeous shop in LA. And we're just gonna dive into their stories. Uh, They met in 2005, Christmas time. Um, But they're just really brilliant, both really crazy talented artists and designers yeah it's kind of rude yeah it is kind of rude actually (laughs) okay so I feel like since your artist stories start before you met I think we're gonna go way back go way way back let's go way back and then I think the 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 love story will tie in pretty nicely into that (laughs) yeah let's start with Charlotte okay what's your deal so you're from Canada huh Yes, (laughs) I'm from the east coast of Canada, little town called Kingston, Ontario, right above Syracuse, New York. Oh, okay, so that's way over there. That's way over there. Um, I, uh, my parents are both designers. My brother's a designer. My sister is an actress. It's in your blood. Wow. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And when did you first start designing shoes? Like, did you start with shoes or did you start with, like, other clothing or what? No, I, I remember specifically I was walking around. I was living in Toronto, and I was walking around with my friend, and I was like, I hate my job. I want to do something different. And what was, was your job? I was working for – this was, like, right at the height of the loft conversion thing, like, mm-hmm. where people, people were taking old buildings and converting them to lofts. So I was working for a real estate developer. And, um, so I talked to her and I was like, I hate my job. I want to do something different. She was like, well, what would you do if you could do anything? And I was like, I really want to design shoes. (laughs) I don't know where it came from, but I, I've always loved them. Have you always had a lot of shoes? Yes, I have. Um, I, I just always thought they were really beautiful objects and I couldn't keep away from them. I spent my very first apartment. I spent my rent on a pair of black <laughs> Calvin Klein shoes that are right over there. I still have them. Oh, that's a cute that's story. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so how'd you pay rent that month? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I paid it. I paid it late. Oh, okay. I just paid it late. I was like, oh, yeah. She called her dad. Yeah. I probably did. I oh, probably well, did. yeah, that's what parents are for sometimes. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, I, I, I talked to my friend and she was like, let's go to the library and like find where the schools are. And there were three, one in London, one in New York, one in LA. And my sister was living in LA. So I, um, I decided to drop everything, quit my job, save money and go to school. That's amazing. And what is, what is your parents' design? What do your parents design? Um, my father is, um, a graphic designer and a fine artist. And my mother is, um, architecture and interior design amazing and my my mother and my brother 
um, have the same firm. So you didn't get any pushback from your family when you were like, I'm going to quit my, my regular job no. and go design shoes. They were like, hell yeah, that well, was the welcome best part. to the family. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, I know that you tried to do college, but none of n- nobody else did. So, you know, good try, but um, yeah, go and go and Where are you shoes. in the sibling order? I'm last. Oh, you're yeah. the youngest. I'm the youngest. Yeah. We're both the babies. We're the youngest. Oh, nice. Youngest crew. Yeah. Do you have Steve? any siblings, Steve? Middle child. <gasps> oh. oh, that, that explains yes. so much. Superior. <laughs> Superior. <laughs> so, Steve, tell us a little bit about your background. I grew up in Idaho in a little town called Emmett. Oh, you're a Midwestern boy. It's inner mountain west. Oh, excuse me. It's not wow. the northwest. <laughs> it's the Correction. inner mountain west. That's what they used to call it anyway. <laughs> I like that better. Um, fourth generation mill worker. My dad, my grandfather, my great-grandfather all worked for sawmills. My mother's a nurse. I have two older sisters and a younger sister. You're wow. like you're like the like what I think of when I think of like the American family. Like the backbone of like, America right yes. here the four, at our table. Four kids, yeah. mill worker, a nurse. You yeah. hit all the all the checkpoints there. So you come there. from a, like a serious, and I'm sure this plays into your life. Like, I'm sure you have like a complex about how hard you work and working, and is it enough? And am I doing enough? And am I allowed to relax? I feel that, and I don't come from a that kind of family. But I'm does that? Do you feel like that comes through? Yeah, absolutely. Choosing to be an artist was a little bit of a inner battle. I'm sure. Yeah, but my parents were always supportive, and my dad always kind of said. Don't be a mill worker. Get out of here. Go do something different. And they were really supportive. So, Did you go to a traditional college? Did you have a... I went to one semester at Boise State, and I realized <laughs> I didn't want to know anything about anything except art. So Aww. then I looked up an art school in Seattle, and I went to the Art Institute of Seattle. And did you study a specific type of art? They had a few options, illustration and graphic design. I just kind of split it down the middle because I didn't know anything about anything. So, mm-hmm. And I ended up going into video game art. Whoa, very cool. <laughs> Are you just, a gamer? No. Oh. Okay. It was just the job market there in yeah. the late 90s or mid 90s was video games in Seattle and internet jobs. So we know how Charlotte ended up in Southern California. How did you make your way from Seattle down here? Fell in love with Charlotte. <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay, we're at the love story. We're already part. there. Oh, okay, we're so there. let's talk. Apparently, well, before we started the podcast, Charlotte even contested that Steve's a little bit better with dates and times. So, oh, yeah. so what was the, the? I think you narrowed it down to the hour that you met. Yeah. When oh, was it? Christmas Day of two thousand five, three at- p.m. You guys, I might be crying this episode. <laughs> It's a good story, I guess. The story makes everybody cry. Yeah, Okay, I'm ready. Bring it on. So I was living in Portland, Oregon, and I hate Christmas. I hate Christmas time. I'm one of those people. My best friend from art school was in L.A., and I called him up and said, let's have a surf Christmas. Let's just do nothing Christmas, just surf. Because coming to L.A., it feels like it's not Christmas time. So he agrees, and we surf a few days and we're hanging out and suddenly he says I hate to tell you but I have to go to a Christmas party on Christmas day for a few hours traitor yeah I was like and he drug you along I was like all right is there going to be booze so (laughs) that's a very important important question question, honestly I I showed up today I don't really go much places (laughs) I can't have booze I brought a bottle of champagne we appreciate that we do (laughs) so yeah I walked in 
We were the second people there. Oh, no. Charlotte was the first. <laughs> is that how you roll? Because that sounds like a Stephanie move. This is well, part of the story yeah. that she can tell of why yeah. she was even there. I was there because my um, I was working in my very first job um, designing shoes for an apparel brand. And the only other person that worked with me was this actress who was working, doing like this as her second job. She was selling the shoes, so like we were traveling everywhere together, and I um, wasn't going home for Christmas for the first time ever. And so she was like, well, we're having this Christmas party for all the people that aren't going home for Christmas, so you should come Aww. over. So that's how I and ended up there. that girl was my best friend's roommate. Oh, okay. That's how we got connected. Yeah. Okay, so Steve shows up, Charlotte. What's your what's your first impression of this surfer dude that didn't want to go home for Christmas? I thought he was super handsome, <gasps> obviously. And I I think I spent the entire night talking to you. Yeah. Yeah. What did you talk about? Everything. Yeah. Pretty much everything. Yeah. Was it love at first sight, Steve? Mm, <laughs> no. But there was definitely like a connection. I'm uh, very interested in her. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, figured I lived in Portland. She lived here. It was like a cool person to talk to, but so yeah. then how did it, how did it unravel? Well, I told her when she was leaving the party that we were all going to see a movie the day after Christmas that she should come. She said, yeah, call me. So then I, you know, I thought maybe the next day things would develop. And we called and called her and she never answered. And I just thought, oh. Is this before cell phones? No, no, it no, was no. early cell phones. It's 2005. Okay. It was 2005. Okay, early sorry. cell phones. Oh yeah, early, yeah. I was but gonna say I got my first cell phone around the, that time. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the, the my buddy's roommate, she had the wrong number. Oh. So I was thinking Charlotte was just didn't really want to, you know. And I waited around all day for this phone call to get invited to this movie, and nobody called me, and I Which was breaks like. My <gasps> God, they hated me. Aww. <laughs> so Au contraire. So Au you contraire. didn't go to the movie? Nope. What movie? Do you remember the movie? Yeah, it King was? Kong. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have a great memory. Yeah, yeah he, he does. does. Um, okay, so then you don't go to the movie. Do you go back to Portland then? Go back home. Learn in a few days about the phone Mix number up. mistake got her email and we started emailing and Charlotte was off to Europe which I thought was so you know romantic and she's in Europe and she's emailing me and calling me from Italy <gasps> so we really developed our relationship just talking as yeah. friends long distance I think it gave us a lot of time to really like each other before yeah. you know and really get to know each other yeah, yeah. <clears throat> And then, and then she's like, all right, time to pack it up. And, and if we're going to do this thing. Yeah. yeah. She turned 30 that year. And I was like, what are you doing for your 30th birthday? And she said, oh, I'm going to my sister's. And I said, that's boring. Why don't you come to the Northwest and hop a ride in my Volkswagen van and go up to this cabin in the woods, which sounds really creepy. Her <laughs> mom was alarmed. Volkswagen van either. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah, he said <laughs> I called I'll it a bus. I'll pick you up in my bus. And I was like, I don't even know what that is. But <laughs> okay, I'm going. And my mom was really worried. She's like, called my sister. Charlotte is going out to like the backwoods with some guy in a bus. And I don't know what's happening. And yeah, as a parent, you're like, what the hell? Yeah. But he, I take the subway. I, get, I go to Portland. I decide to go. I take the train or whatever to the very last stop. 
and I'm standing there like with my luggage like is this guy even gonna show and he pulls up in this cute cherry red <gasps> Volkswagen van that promptly breaks down and he gets out takes his shirt off and fixes it and I'm oh just like, is that oh, planned Steve yes. Yes. very much planned <laughs> <laughs> and we fell in love and oh. then in three hours I swear to god yeah. we fell in love on the drive yeah. I told her I loved her that weekend and felt really okay. scared to say it, but I was like... But you knew it. I knew it. Yep, I knew for sure. And she reciprocated, so yeah. then it was like, what are we going to do? Oh, yeah. And I said, you live in L.A. There's surf in L.A. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, why wasn't it the other way around? She loved Portland. Sense. We probably would have done that, yeah. honestly, but he, she had this great new job, and her career was just taking off, and I was floundering in Portland not knowing what I had left the video game world and became a carpenter so I was really l developing whatever mm -hmm. I was going to do so LA kind of finished that story for me nice brought everything together so do you all find design inspiration from each other like do you feel as though you have similar styles similar tastes like do you feed off of one e like one another how does that work um very much for me, Steve has incredible color sense, and color is a huge part of what inspires my design. So anytime I have question about color... Um, That's exactly what I was going to say about you. Really? I think oh. she does my color design. See, I, do I was going to say, oh. I like drool over both of your guys' color schemes. Like That's the one thing, when I first looked at Steve's work, I was just like, holy fucking shit. Like... <laughs> <laughs> this seems like so simple, but to put these colors together and then the way that they're weaved, I was just like drooling. Like it's color yeah. therapy. And then the, the, the tones you use for your shoes are just to me very unique as well. You know, they're, they're really special. I love them. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, I think that, um, I, I don't know. I, that's I, our strongest connection yeah. artistically is color. I'd say. <sighs> yeah. Do you feel though, uh, like I was, I am, like, so ignorant when it comes to art, so excuse me if I'm using, like, the wrong terms. Oh, please, no. But, so, is both of your styles considered, like, modern as well, or contemporary? Like, how, how what's the word you would use to describe both of your styles? Technically, my okay. shoes <laughs> are contemporary. Okay. When I, if I'm speaking to someone in the business, right. I tell them I design Contemporary. contemporary women's footwear. Okay. Um, I always use the term mid-century modern. Yes. I have no 100%. idea what that means. No, I use that word all the <laughs> time. It's what you know it is. when you see it. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I agree. Mine I is totally... not specifically mid-century. It's like inspired by mid-century. Yeah. And I guess I didn't even know that till I started to look at stuff. But. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you get into designing furniture, Steve? Like what was that transition for you? Like from doing video game stuff and then falling you in love coming carpenter to like what what sparked that desire in you so that's one of those that's a good story yeah it's one of those stories that you don't you see it after it's over and you're like oh that all meant you know I yeah. did all these different jobs yeah. and learned how to work and so when I got to LA I thought what am I gonna do I don't want to go back to video game I don't want to work on a computer I want to work with my hands but I didn't feel confident to work with a cabinet maker and be I I was going to be a grunt, whatever I did. Mm -hmm. And a Craigslist ad came up one day, and I was they needed somebody who knew color and computer skills and CNC skills, like computer CAD stuff, which I had learned in Portland, and carpentry skills. It was like everything that I did put together. And I called immediately, and it was for an artist named 
Jorge Pardo, who was world famous, but I didn't know, which made it even better <laughs> because I was innocently went mm -hmm. in there and didn't feel nervous to talk to this guy. And he had this great shop and we, he was doing screen printing and painting and Ooh. furniture building. Like we built houses, like he did everything. And he said, it's all art. And that's when I was like, oh, everything's art. Yeah. Just say it is. Say you're an artist. You don't have to describe what that means. I could play banjo or, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. throw mm -hmm. paint on a wall. So that liberated me. Now I just feel, I saw what he did, and I feel like I understand what I can do. When did you both transition into owning your own businesses and starting your own? Um, <clears throat> for, it was five years ago that I started my business. He convinced me to, to start it. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, and Steve started seven years ago. Something like that. So you took the yeah. plunge first, Steve. Well, Charlotte got a really good job. And I was, the, the job with Jorge, his studio had fallen apart. Um, it was during the, the financial crisis and he lost some funding that we were going to be in-house wood shop at LACMA and I was really looking oh. forward to it. We were going to do a whole build out of a building and it was going to be like, probably the swan song of my life artistically mm -hmm. and it and it fell apart so Charlotte got this new job and she was making good money and she was traveling a lot and so she just let me quit and come with her and so in the process of quitting and just being at home I started making furniture for us and then th started to get attention yeah I love that I love like the complete support of a partner and the complete like believe in a partner that's so important and obviously mm -hmm. Especially a lot of like artist couples have like a lot of competition, it seems like, and I don't feel that from you two. It feels like you two are just like putting each other up and helping each other go for it. Charlotte yeah. accelerate, accelerated my career, my artistic career, by, you know, like 10 years more than I could have expected because she supported me financially and also artistically supported what I was doing and just allowed me to make mistakes and develop and I you know I couldn't have asked for anything more than that she and then she drug me to Europe I'd never been to New York City I'd never been to Europe she drug me around the world and just broadened my whole view of my life and you know my artistic sense and yeah she's so good. when she was ready to take the plunge you were oh yeah he it sounds like he was like pushing her that way he was he was always like you know have you ever thought about starting your own line and I was like yeah I thought about it but I don't know what my point of view is I feel like I have to think about that before I can you know envision this project and finally he was just like you know what just do it and and at that point I had been doing so much um freelance work I had all these ideas that I wanted to pursue, yes. all this stuff that they would always I shoot, shoot right because you're making on other people's vision basically yeah. yes, yes. So there was always this, like, you know, this, like, thing that I wanted to do, and I couldn't ever realize it for other people. So I was like, okay, maybe that's it. So um, if you don't mind, I know this is, like, a weird thing, but do you mind letting us, like, what age were you both when you started your own businesses? F five years ago it would have <laughs> been thir uh, 37. Okay. And Steve? 18. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Seven years ago. I guess ago 40 something. 45? Yeah. Maybe 
early 40s. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. So there's chance for all of us. Oh, God. <laughs> that's what I, I have to say. I think that's my biggest fear is I, I'm one of those people <coughs> that I have a hard time living in the present. And I, mm. I'm sure a lot of people are guilty of that. And I'm yeah, constantly thinking about what am I doing that, like, is is touching, like, my passion and my yeah. drive. And um, I'm like, well, I'm getting so old. I'm getting so old. Oh, my God. Stuff. No way. And there's, but there's so much to say about, like, I think Vera Wang has a good quote about how, because she didn't start oh my God. designing she her says, dresses until she was 40. She was like, all that time I was getting paid to learn. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, she's like, let someone else pay you while you figure your shit out, basically. That's yeah. not the quote, but that's what I get from it. <laughs> but it's let really someone give you health benefits, a regular paycheck, <laughs> like all that. While it's you, really important. Yeah. Um, Charlotte worked for the first three or four years of her you know, having her own line. Oh, really? She was working herself Hustler. Crazy. It was a lot of it, work. She was supporting pretty much both of us, both of our businesses with her one job and also doing her own line, and she started to fall apart. And that's when I was just bit. like, let's just see what happens now. Just for, let's, you know. Was that a scary jump to take? To be like, okay, we're going all, all in on this. It was, it was. But I was also um, really tired of the freelance. I really like freelance work. I like collaboration. Um, but it had become um, difficult at the job I was in. She wasn't focusing on her own line enough either. Like no, it was too split. So we were never gonna, we were never gonna achieve what we needed to if she didn't put her heart into it. Yeah, I feel like that's a recurring theme for us that we're hearing from people is like, if you're going to overextend yourself, something's going to be sacrificed. Yeah. It's like Ron Swanson on Parks and Rec. He says, never half-ass two things, only whole-ass one thing. Yeah, yeah. it's really good <laughs> advice. <laughs> it's yeah. very true. Yeah. But a business, you know, I, I was so naive about starting a business. You know, we were like, oh, well, we'll just, you know, I'll just quit this thing and focus on this thing and, and it'll all be fine. But there's so much more to it. Good Lord. Being naive was our friend though. Yeah. Because if we'd have known the truth, we wouldn't wouldn't have have done done it. it. No, it was too scary. But well, I was going to say, it feels like a really, both of your, both of what you're doing seems like a really hard thing to break into an industry for. And I would say you both have quite a big following which is really impressive and you have a shop in LA and you're in a ton of little shops and stuff so I mean how do you get how did you break into that like how did you get to that point um well I started um doing wholesale which is to sell to other stores and that's really how we got the exposure um and we were picked up by a couple of bigger um wholesalers early and they supported us for pretty much the whole time Um, so that helped. Um, but then we decided to take the business into, from wholesale model to a direct to customer model because we had, we felt like, um, we couldn't give the customer what we really wanted, like the quality of shoes and that, that I was striving for. We couldn't do it, um, through wholesale. So we, we had to make this pivot, and then we, we, we. You fo- had to do that because with wholesale, like markups you just had to make quick. Cool. Yeah. Also, okay. there were yeah. there were numbers that were showing us that direct to consumer was going up yeah. hundreds of percent. Yeah. Our online sales yeah. were really going up. Our wholesale was floundering. 
Yeah. It was right when like wholesalers were, um, that whole thing was changing and we were, we got kind of, you know, chewed up and spit out at that point. And I was just like, you know what, I want to bring this back in house and do our own thing. And, and then we started gaining more exposure just through, um, our own social media and pop-ups and all this local stuff. It made a huge difference. Um, and it was way more fun. So, yeah, I think it's also important to remember because we obviously have a lot of listeners that are interested in like running their own business that Charlotte had eight, like I 13 years of shoe design experience prior and knew the industry a little bit. Yeah. And so that's huge too, is to know, you know, you had those backbones to go into it on your own, which is really important too. Not just to think, okay, I can do this, but to actually be legit Yeah, is like a whole other thing. Well, the biggest thing for manufacturing is, is having partnerships with, with your manufacturers. And so for me, I had worked with the same people for like you know, 10, 15 years. So they supported me in this tiny little, you know, project for myself, which most of them won't do. Right. So that helped. Have you ever, like, I, I guess I don't understand, like, how do you even find a manufacturer? Like, how does, that's, how does that even, that's a big what does mystery. that even go down? Um, well, uh, and why is that, is that like too trade of a secret? To no, okay. no, 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 not at all. I mean, my very first job, I got the job and two weeks later I was on a plane to Florence to meet with agents and these agents will introduce you to all of these manufacturers and they'll help to And then these coordinate. manufacturers like kind of court you. Yeah. Because they want to. Well, or is they, it vice versa? Like they all have like different levels of, of um, how they can manufacture like, you know, one factory will be huge and have like these massive lines so they won't you know, you have to do, you know, 5,000 pairs or something, which is, you know, a lot. Yeah. So you have to find the smaller manufacturers that, that, you know, can manage your production. So do you keep a large inventory, both of you, for both of your products, or do you kind of create based on what consumer demand is? How does that work? Well, when we were doing wholesale, we had to produce a lot, and it was, it was a big responsibility, and it was a really big financial burden yeah inventory costs a lot it does and for us because we didn't have the means we didn't have the exposure to be able to sell all of it it was it was a big burden for us um but now with direct we buy um way smaller runs but more of them so yeah so it sells out and then you're like okay we're going to redo this one for you guys because you didn't all get shoes and I know you still want them exactly so I, I almost have a guarantee that this next run will sell out yeah which is also a really smart business tactic f to create a deficit. Yeah. That's like a thing. Well, yeah, we were, we, we just thought, you know, we started to reach out to our customer a little bit more and ask her what she really wanted. And, and we were getting really incredible information. And then, um, um, I know, I think there's somebody here. Um, anyway, we were, uh, we were getting all this great information and um, we were like, well, let's just test this stuff out. And as we tested, like we just delivered this low clog and in a week we're, we're already sold out of it. So we're like, oh, okay, well that, you know, we only bought 120 pairs or something. So that's gone. We'll just, you know, now we know she likes it. We'll bring it in in a few more colors. So instead of bringing in like... <laughs> 
<laughs> we have a puppy here today. We have today. a really cute dog. He lets us know when helicopters go by. <laughs> oh, thank you. We would we wouldn't have we we wouldn't have known that without him though. No, no. He's really really no. effective. It's important. He's like, danger, <clears throat> danger. So Charlotte, I was obsessed with your recent visit to Italy. Oh yeah. Oh that my was goodness. Fun. So she has this guy, this little old guy. Oh my God, he's so <laughs> cute. Who like has been forming your shoes for how long? Well, he's been. He's been making clogs for like since he was a teenager. Yeah. And he's in his 50s now. Um, but yeah, he has this little factory outside of Luca and um, he's wonderful. It's so cool to yeah. uh, to see the insights of that. So Did you see that machine? Yes, that it's so cool. The and then there was like a warming thing you put the clog on yes. so it forms and everything. It's it's really cool. Um, yeah. So are all your shoes made abroad? Yes. Um, we manufacture in Spain, um, Italy, China, some Peru, um, and we've tried to manufacture in LA, but it's really hard. There's no yeah. industry left here. And you like are really good about quality check because you go to these places, you see the factories, you see how it's made. You take mm -hmm. that time and effort to make sure that the product you're creating for these women is like top notch. Yeah. Which is so great. Yeah. And we're trying to do more and more of that, like, um, source, be more involved in the sourcing of our leathers and use eco-tanned leathers, veg-tanned leathers, um, try and be more responsible all around. Steve, why haven't you convinced her to make any men's shoes yet? What's oh. up with that? I think I'm going to make some men's shoes. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> yes. Sick of waiting. Yes. Okay, so have you asked her to make you a pair of shoes? Just... Um, oh, for myself? Yeah. Like some, no. Oh. <laughs> no, but I just found a kind of a leather slip-on thing that I said, maybe she could get me a sample. I, I also think like unisex is, is going to become a huge, it's bursting at the scene. This is yes. a unisex piece, I'm so, pretty sure. I we just, just talked about this the other day. I was like, it's important. we need to do this in like, you know, Super small, super large, across yeah. the board, a couple d different styles. Um, so it's on them. So it's, that's it's what we, sh we can be looking for in the yeah. future. Mm -hmm. yeah. Steve, what are you, uh, Steve actually was telling us about this amazing thing that he does for maybe not local artists or local artists, but he had an art, he has art shows for artists. He's better at explaining it. I'm going <laughs> to let him take it. Well, Ventura does First Fridays where... The galleries all, at least on the avenue, I think they do it downtown too, but they open their doors, they have, you know, bands, they have people come in. And we've been on the avenue for four years, and the other day I was seeing changes that I didn't really like, and I was like, we need to speak up, and we need to open our doors. Nobody knows we're here, and that was good for us for a while to hide out, but now we want to be a part of the art scene, and we want to promote artists and we want the avenue to stay really artistic. We want, you know, more artists here. And um, <clears throat> so I s convert Charlotte Studio into a gallery every first Friday of the month. Yeah. And I try to find local artists that I meet at Topa Topa Brewery or wherever. <laughs> I, I had this, I've become good friends with the guy. I saw his doodles on his sketchbook and now we're working on furniture together he has good furniture ideas and 
So just by opening our doors is kind of a metaphor for opening our doors physically. Opening your hearts. Yes, opening our heart doors. Do you sell furniture out of this space as well? Or where all all are you selling furniture? I really survive on Instagram. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and you have a little, you have a website that has a few items, definitely. Yeah, it's really bad. No, it's really not that bad. Well, it needs improvement. And I have a lot of pieces that are, that I need to get out there. And I'm just... Charlotte's really taking off now, so I'm kind of relieved of her need, her needing me as much. So I'm doing more. I'm going to kind of follow in her footsteps now yeah. and structure my business on all the things. Because I did want to say Charlotte didn't just turn things around magically. Yeah, of course. When she started to turn things around, she got to work. And that's her personality. She's... Such a go-getter. She went to the weave course. She got a business. She got her business um, manifest together. Like made a business plan. Another thing we did was um, we were really freaked out. We didn't know what was going on. We didn't know who to talk to, and we just made a list of ten people that we respected that we thought would give us some advice. And it was the best thing we ever did. Yeah. We heard so many great stories. So many don't do this. This happened to me. And it wasn't even this. like people. It didn't have to be people that were in our industry. No, just like just people, people we, we knew who were, you know. Yeah. We're learning. It, I feel like small businesses, maybe it's a small business thing. Maybe this is just the way business is going. But I feel like everyone we're talking to is like really focusing on the collaborative aspect and trying realizing and we just actually Charlotte yeah. Melissa and I were at a women's meetup and everyone was basically just like we're stronger together than we are separate and so the fact that Steve can see doodles on a on a sheet and say you need to be making something and I want to be making something with you and you yeah. get to do so much more cool stuff and learn so much rather than being competitive because we can all survive yeah yes. there's room for everyone it's just you know if you can speak to someone who's been there before and not have to learn, not have to learn everything the hard way, it's mm-hmm. like so much nicer. So on that note, if you could both start over and do it all over again, what's, one, what's one thing you would do different? Oh my God, write a business plan yeah. before starting a business. Uh, write yeah. the business plan before you start the business. Yes. And, <laughs> and, and beyond that, write a financial plan. Yes. The finances, the cash flow, all that stuff is incredibly important and we're like flighty artists that like didn't want to deal with it. The money will come. Yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. And then we were like, (laughs) well, because the uh fun part is designing shoes. The fun part isn't getting QuickBooks. (laughs) No, I had to teach myself QuickBooks. You guys, it was horrible. Oh, she's so good at it though. No, I'm good at it it. now. (laughs) I think I would actually really enjoy QuickBooks. Melissa is a CFO in the making. (laughs) That's for sure. She's obsessed. So I'm sorry. I'm a little bit confused on this part. How did you land in Ventura? How did that? Oh, yeah, we didn't why, get to that. Sorry. Why not? Oh, why yeah. not LA or like San Francisco? Or we were in LA, so we were living in LA in Echo Park, and we had started our businesses. Um, and we every weekend we actually sometimes like Friday night, Steve would pack up the bus, and we would come up here to go camping. <clears throat> so we were surfing and camping up here every weekend, and it was like two days felt like we gone on vacation for two weeks and then we would drive over that hill and come back into the city and just be like oh my god what are, are we do- doing yeah. I can't yeah. wait for Saturday yeah and like living your life I, like I can't wait for Saturday I kept yeah. telling her I said someday 
we're going to be coming home the other way over the hill. Yeah. And it's going to feel so good yeah. to come back from L.A. To it does here. feel good. Full it's body chills. So, yeah, I did yeah. too. <laughs> still feels good to me every time I do it. So we just made the decision. We were like, okay, this is what we want to do. We're going to focus on getting our businesses to a point where we can move the, everything here and not worry about it. And I was still doing freelance in, like, what was that place called? Commerce in L.A.? Ver Vernon. Vernon, yeah. So I was like, if I can get that freelance gig so I don't have to be there, you know, every couple of weeks or so, that'll be great. So we just did that and moved. When I first moved to Southern California, I started surfing up here and I said, oh, this looks like Emmett, Idaho with an ocean because it's Aww. orchard town. My, where I'm from an orchard town. Yeah. So yeah. It's very blue collar. People are normal. The Mexican food is off the hook. Amazing. There's yeah. a little food truck that pops up. Um, oh, right here? Right here. Oh, I, yeah. I used amazing. to go to it like every Friday night when yes. I got off work. And since I got a puppy, it's made it a little bit harder because I got to get home to the doggo. Yeah. But I used to go to that food truck like... Oh, it's amazing. dollar fifty so tacos. When we were building out this place, when we first got it, Steve was sleeping in the van and just like eating tacos every oh, night. so good. Yeah. Well, that's why I was parked <laughs> over in that parking lot when we were both arriving to record today because yeah. that's where I would park my car to go get tacos. I'd yeah. park in that car wash. In the car wash, yeah. That's a good idea. <laughs> no, Ventura is really special, Ventura yeah. County, and I think we all feel like super yeah, lucky I was, to Yeah, I was here. just going to say, a lot of people that I talk to do not know where Ventura is. If no. they surf for, if they surf, or skate they're like yeah i know ventura yeah, yeah. like everybody yeah it's yeah. the freeway it yeah. it confuses people i remember coming here for the first time i'm like where do i get off and then you would miss the exit and then you'd be already on your way to carpinteria and you'd yeah. be like i wonder what ventura is like also and everyone's like oh like in the tom petty song and i'm like yeah except he's not talking about ventura no he's, he's talking <laughs> about ventura, ventura boulevard, boulevard yeah. in la <laughs> But yeah, I guess, sure. Yeah. Um, so you have a sign in your shop that says persistent as fuck. Oh my which God, I, I think need that. Is <laughs> amazing, amazing yeah. like, mantra to live by. Uh -huh. But I do have another question. Like at some point you do have to like refresh your soul and like refresh your mind. So like what, what is an average week for you guys? Are you like busting out, like working 14 days straight and then taking a week off? Or like how, does you, how do you manage the, your work-life balance? Well, to be honest with you, the last um, six, eight months has been nonstop because we have been in the thick of it. It's starting to like regulate now, normalize or whatever. So we're now um, starting to imagine us taking a weekend off or something. Uh, yeah, I just went snowboarding for the first yeah. time in two years and it was three days of heaven and I knew that those three days yeah. we're going to get paid for with three weeks of straight work. Yeah. Yeah. I just knew it, but yeah. That's so that's another thing I have, like since you both are creatives and you could technically work any hour of the day, yeah. do yeah. you, do you ever like say, okay, this weekend on Saturday, like we're doing this, we're together, we're not working. We Is have that possible? to, we have to, <laughs> sometimes you just have to say that's what we're going to do. Yeah. And have a normal Sunday evening. And Steve's whatever. really good at that. He'll like come. I'm lazy. <laughs> you are not <laughs> lazy. He'll come into the shop and just be like, okay, we're leaving right now. We're going to the beach. And I'll be like, but I have, I'm in the middle of something. He's like, then no, I say, I'm right going to the beach. And then you she's like, wait, like, wait, wait. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to the beach. And then there's yeah. a big uh, michelada afterwards, oh, yeah. a big Mexican beer and, yeah. and a piece of pizza. And that really gets her to go with me. Yeah. So. Charlotte, do you surf? I do. We That's have, amazing. We have not surfed in a really long time, but yes, 
We surf. That was a he taught me part of the surf. test. The first week she was with me in Oregon. In Oregon. I took oh. her surfing. Do you want to know how Chili cold beans. that water is? to say. It's probably a little frigid. It was freezing. I was like, what? Why are those surfers wearing like hoods? And you're like, oh, I see. Okay, so they had the wetsuit with the hood even. That's when you know it's real. Yeah. Uh, She was a trooper though, so she's a better surfer than I am now. Oh, hardly. She's styly. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) So when you all get off work, when you finally close everything up and you go home and you get into bed... What TV show are you watching? Oh, yes, thank you, Melissa. Oh. This is what so, did we start last this night? This question is so important to me. <laughs> this is really important for us right now. So <laughs> we, That's <all> right. <laughs> we, um, we're watching we're listening the Casey to Kent's the Adnan Syed. Ju- oh, yes. okay. Yes. I'm over that. And now, okay, so we were listening <laughs> to this podcast called Root of Evil about the Black Dahlia murder. Oh. It's And intense. there's a show called... I am the night that corresponds yep. with the podcast. Okay, so I am true crime through and through. Oh, oh it is the craziest. Oh my god, it's the craziest story. story. Do, listen to the podcast, Root of Evil. But it is it's it's is disturbing. That, is that I am stop. the night on HBO as well. We or were watching it? it on okay. Netflix. Yeah. Okay, bougie. You just well, jumped straight to HBO. Well, I th- well the case against Adnan <laughs> yeah. is on HBO, yes. so yes. I didn't know if it was like. <laughs> yes. Same oh, is thing. it not the serial thing? It is. It is. Okay. It's now an HBO series. Too. Oh, okay. yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's all we're that's all we're watching. We like skip around. We're so what What's your What would you both say your very favorite TV show of all time is? If you could like, you could throw a few out too. It's hard to pinpoint one. God. Steve is taking this very seriously. Yeah, he is. And I'm I glad. appreciate it. I appreciate it. I can tell he's every, mulling it over. Favorite TV shows of all time. You guys wouldn't even know. No, I know. I was like, grew up in the '70s. Okay, that's do, awesome. Do you remember the Waltons? No, no. but yep. we might have some listeners <laughs> who do. Um, the Waltons. I was going to say Three's Company. I was like, that was one of my favorites. Okay, that. No, I didn't like that. That was. I loved it. it was in Santa they Barbara. They always did the wrong things. I know. The anyway. Waltons. Welcome back, Cotter. Do you rewatch chips. that a lot? I now that I know you can find that stuff yeah. on the internet, yes. Yeah. Oh, so okay. annoying. On I this love iPad. it. <laughs> I'm just like, what is that? It's He's like, gotta watch the Waltons again. Yeah. Like, plot holes. Yes. There's plot holes I yes. need to find. <laughs> Where has been the fav- your most favorite place that you all have traveled to together, whether for work or for fun? Copenhagen. Where is Copenhagen? Copenhagen. Copen- Copenhagen. Copenhagen. Okay, I was like. <laughs> That's in Am- uh, Am- Holland, Amsterdam, something? Uh, Netherlands. Netherlands. Denmark. Denmark. Okay, you guys, Sorry. <laughs> I've never left, like, Arizona. This is the oh. furthest I've gone, so don't don't judge my no, geographical. No, judgment. <laughs> no Copenhagen judgment. Copenhagen was one of the coolest places we'd ever gone, and we spent three days there, and on the thir- the last day, it's like a, it's a, an incredibly bike-friendly mm-hmm. city, and so we'd ridden bikes for three days and we pulled up our bikes to this cafe and we're drinking coffee beside this beautiful pond river or whatever. And there's swans in there. And we're just like, how the hell can we move here? It, we like were we were ready to pack it in and move there. It, it was amazing. You'll end up there. Were you there again? for work or just for fun? I was going I was going for work to um, we were going to Paris and then Italy or something. And so we were like, let's just go to Copenhagen first and we, we tried to plug in a couple days of yeah, new of place to go every yeah. time and that was one of our little Ugh. and you know it was always inspiring for both of us 
artistically, so it it was it was you know work and pleasure. But yeah, do either one of you speak multiple languages? I do French, right? French, French Italian, Canadian or French and Italian. Okay. Not French did Canadian. I was gonna say, well, did you grow up learning French? Because yeah, yeah. you have to take French Canada. through grade ten in Can- in Ontario. But my mom doubled down on that, and we were all in French immersion. So in grade school, all of your classes are in French, oh my and you gosh. take one class in English. Are you thankful for that? Yeah, I am. Yeah, that's amazing. It made learning Italian so easy. Oh. And uh, it's impressive. She can, yeah. you know, now she can kind of. I fake don't speak fluently. P.S. I I can get by. It would sound fluent. It if probably you helps you a lot because you go there a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Do you uh, do either one of you, or do both of you, listen to music while you're creating, or are you like, I need to be like silent and focused? No. Steve wakes up and he has to have the sound. soundtrack to my life. Yes, which music is? all day long. Oh, oh, you have it on all the time. Classic yes. rock, nonstop. No. Okay, what's your favorite classic rock band? Allman yeah. Brothers. Okay, oh, nice. They have a song called Sweet Melissa. Yes, they do. Or I think it's yeah. just Sweet called Melissa. That's Charlotte's middle name. Yeah. Melissa. Yeah. yeah, she's my sweet Aww. Melissa. It's one of my favorite songs. And what about you, Charlotte? What are you listening to? Oh, no. I. Are you just default to Steve over here? No, she, she doesn't. <laughs> I can't do she the classic I'm feeling some pop. I sometimes do pop. I really. She's like a Radiohead I love Radiohead. I I like a little bit of like um, synthy stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm all over the map. And then I'll like listen to opera. And sometimes I want dead silence. Like it just, you know, it depends on my mood. Depends on. I mood. love having me. I like won't do the dishes if I don't have a record on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, that's my podcast time. Dishes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um. So to wrap this up, one final question. Where, um, what's, what's next for both of your, your businesses? What's next for the two of you? A vacation. (laughs) Okay. Well, it sounds like Steve's going to have a chance to like get a little more creative because he has less pressure to make a bunch of money maybe. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I need, um, I kind of need to rebuild my business at this point. If I want to keep doing this, I need to get as serious as Charlotte has. Well, I look forward to that. Thank I you. can't wait to see more of what you make. Thank you. And where's your vacation going to be, too? Oh, God, anywhere. I want to go somewhere <laughs> on a beach with, like, no, you no. Just wanna obligation. S- no you just want to sit on a beach with, I like, don't a even drink want in hand. No yeah. waves there. Nothing to no. even distract us to think we need to go surfing. It's just going to lap. Like, yeah. a, okay, maybe a lake somewhere. Yeah, or maybe. a river. No. I'm, a, I mean, I, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for, like, a good river creek. Yes. We found but a body of water is important. Yes. I think That's we all true. agree with that. Yes. And what about you, Charlotte? What, what's in the what's in the I'm future hope, for you? We're going to see some unisex stuff come from Charlotte. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Um, we're actually, we just finished our pitch deck, and we're going for our first round of funding. Ooh. So we have Whoa. major things on Whoa. the horizon. Major Whoa. things. Major. Well, congratulations. That's Thanks. amazing. <laughs> That's so cool. Cross yeah. your fingers for us. <laughs> yeah, you, Keeping guys, them crossed. you guys are killing it. You're uh, such a dream, like dream yeah. couple you two are Thank still in you. love it's so sweet <laughs> you know it brought me to tears only three times today so <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for uh for chatting with us today Thanks and we can't us. wait to yeah. see what's this was a blast next. thank you so much bye bye, bye. bye. bye.